We are going to be going to the book of Galatians this morning. And the um, text we're going to uh, begin to read is uh, Galatians in chapter 5 and the first verse. And it reads like this here. It said, stand fast. Look to somebody and say, stand fast. Amen. Remember that. Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. He's made you and me free, us as a whole. His church he has made free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Lord, we come to you today. Lord, we thank you for the service so far. We know you have been there, Lord, and we thank you for it. We thank you for your presence, but Lord, we know you still have a work to do. And Lord, I ask right now that you, you Lord, you get, you get this message across as you see fit. It's your word. I trust in you, and I give you praise and glory. And let the church say, amen. amen. All right. Uh, first off, I'd like to ask my helpers, uh, Michelle and Chloe, to come up. We have a little demonstration I'm going to do. everybody can see you now now Chloe here is the born-again Christian repented been baptized received the Holy Ghost she's the born-again Christian and Michelle she's the devil <laughs> she's the devil let me step aside so y'all can see everything you know devil's going to use anybody he can any method he can any way he can to get you tangled back up in the mess you was in before you got your liberty in God. And that's what's happening here. That's what's taking place. Is this Christian, this born-again Christian, believing in God, is being tied up, tangled up, and tied up, messed up by the devil of some sort. And we have to rebuke that devil any time we feel like this is happening. You know, God has made us free by our faith. But Satan... He wants you to keep you bound up, and that happens the very moment we each give our life to God, and we let that faith step in, and we start that process of becoming that born-again Christian. He is going to immediately come on the scene and begin to attack you because he wants you tied up. He wants you tangled up in all kinds of different affairs than, than what uh, you need to be in for the Lord. He will use whomever that he can to change you. It may be changing of your beliefs. You know, maybe trying to change your gospel, what you believe in, or just change you. And he will use people of reputation, people that you trust in. He will use those people to, to try and do that. But we are to stand fast on the revelation that God gave us. And that's what happened when you, when you first come to God. God gave you that revelation of who he is. And he gave you that revelation. Praise, praise your name so when, uh, when you find yourself in this situation, the best thing to do is to pray and seek God and know what's happening to you and bust out of them chains. Bust out of them. Say, no, Satan, you're a punk. You're a punk, devil. You can't have me. I'm a born-again Christian. I ain't going to be tied up and tangled up. Glory to the name of the Lord. 
Yes. <laughs> Praise Jesus. All right, thank you all. I appreciate it. Praise the name of the Lord. I wanted to give that good visual. I want you all to keep that in your mind right there. Keep that in your mind, that visual of them chains. That's a spiritual chains. That's what that is, a spiritual chain. Because once you become born again, God won't, the devil wants you spiritually tied up to where you can't focus, you can't think, you can't, you can't do things. It'll start to, to where you start maybe thinking you was thinking the wrong thing when you come to God. And that's what the devil wants to do. And he does that because, number one, he does not want you saved. He doesn't want you saved. He doesn't want you to have what he knows he can't have. He don't want you to have it. And so that, that is his focus. And going to Galatians chapter 2, and we'll read 1 through 6. Praise you. Nope. That's out of place. I'm going to Galatians 1, 6 and 7. Galatians 1, 6 and 7. It reads like this. It says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you into the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. And that's exactly what the devil will try and do. This is Paul's letter to the Galatian churches that he had already been to him and preached him the gospel, that it was gave to him in revelation by God. And he knew to stand fast on that revelation that gave him by God. It's through faith that we, you receive that revelation of God. And the, the church of Galatia had already begun to depart from that grace. They already had begun to change some of their thinking because of some people who were troubling them and trying to change their mind, trying to get them to say that other things were okay, specifically like the circumcision that was under the law. You, it, that was, at that time, that was what was set forth was the law. But, the, but Jesus came to fulfill the law as what he had done. So this is after his resurrection. Now everybody is saved through the faith of, by believing in Jesus. So Paul, he had to write this letter explaining to the churches of Galatia to stand fast on their revelation. Do not be tempted to believe anything else than what they had been taught to them. So the, to go to Galatians 2, chapter 2 and 1 through 6 that I now read, it says, Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, that revelation was given to him by God. He didn't need the apostles' approval right then. God gave him that revelation on the road to Damascus. That's when his faith stepped in and took hold. That's when Saul at that time believed in that revelation that God gave him. And God told him, said, you go to the only end of the city of Damascus, and I'll tell you then what you must do. And so Paul knew right then and there that that was a revelation of God to him, and he believed it because he had faith in God, and he was going to stand on that faith in God. God told him what to do. And this goes on to read, But privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Not Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. So, he was, so even Titus wasn't compelled by their talking and thinking when they went up to meet with the church leaders the, that were 
trying to keep the law intact. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in, of whom in by stealth to spy out our liberty which we have in Jesus. There's that liberty which we have in him once again, that they might bring us into bondage. See, like I said, the devil wants to keep you in bondage even after you believe. Even after you believe, he wants to keep you in bondage. He wants you tangled up and tied up in your spiritualness that you can't trust and believe in the revelation God gives you. And that's what, that's what Paul is, is trying to tell them. So then it goes to uh, chapter, verse 5, To whom we did not yield submission even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seem to be something added nothing to me. This is what to say in church. Paul was letter was telling the churches of Galatia. It doesn't matter how many people of reputation is telling you something different. You stand on the faith that God give you. You stand on that revelation because God doesn't favor me over you and you over me and a pastor over me and a pastor over you. God gives each of us a personal revelation. Come to us by faith when we believe in him. That's what we're to stand on. That's what we're to trust in, not believe in what other people may tell us and say. It is so important that we stand on the stand fast on the revelation God gives us. Everyone say, stand fast once again. Stand fast. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because standing fast on the revelation of your faith, that, that's where everything begins is your faith. Everything begins with faith. You have to have faith to receive grace from God. You have to have faith to receive the Holy Ghost, which is so very important that we have to have in our lives. You have to have faith to have it. You have to have faith to be healed. Many times in the Bible, Jesus told them, in your faith, make you whole. Your faith makes you whole. You are healed by your faith. He's telling them right there, by your faith and what you believe in, that's what's making you whole. It ain't necessarily the pastor, the preacher, Brother Ronnie, or someone in the church. It's your faith in God. How strong is that faith in him that is going to make you whole? That's what counts. That's what matters. It's good to include them, you know, sometimes. Ask them for prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. But you just stand fast on your faith. Stand fast on your revelation from God. That is so important because if we allow ourselves to be again to be tangled up in a spiritual chain like we saw by the devil, then that could take into jeopardy our salvation from God. It really could. It could, it could jeopardize your salvation. So we're to stand fast on that this morning. Praise the name of the Lord. So that's so important to, to keep your liberty, to keep you free. And you notice the, uh, the chain with Chloe was chained up. She couldn't move around. She couldn't be happy. Who's going to be happy feeling like you're chained up and you can't move, you can't do nothing? You know, so stand fast on your revelation of faith in God, number one. Number two, Satan doesn't want you to love your neighbor like God wants you to love your neighbor. So when, how are you going to be able to love your neighbor and do what you need to do to help others and help your neighbor if you're chained up spiritually? So just this week, um, 
We heard a story of a man that uh, was on the news that uh, he, he hit someone on a bicycle on uh, the Natchez Trace Parkway. And he claims that, you know, he didn't see it, didn't know it. I'm going based on a video. I'm not going to condemn the man at all whatsoever. Uh, he knows the situation he was in. But my point is there seems to be a lack of concern for our neighbors. Now, I sympathize. I'll tell you this is my opinion. You may disagree, but this is my opinion. I do sympathize with the aggravation of bicycles on the road. <laughs> when you want to go, they frustrate you. Uh, the other day I was going down Nolensville Road, and you see the signs that says bicycles may use full lane. You know, So it's frustrating to me as a driver. It aggravates me, annoys me. But I still have to obey the law, give them space. I have to show due concern for them as I'm passing. And in the event that I had a moment of aggravation and something happened, I can't just go off and not show concern for my neighbors. I got to show concern for my neighbor. Now, not doing that put, uh, puts us into uh, the works of the flesh. In Galatians 5, chapter 5, and I'll read 13 and 14. It says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. You've been called to liberty. You ain't been called to be tied up. You've been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's what we're just talking about. Loving your, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to do things for, I mean, that's talking about even strangers. That's anybody. That's not, you know, just family and friends and people you like. You know, there's all the time going to be somebody you come in contact with that you could love as yourself. You could show concern to them as you do yourself. But see, the devil don't want that. He don't want you showing concern for somebody else. He don't want some, you to help people out because if he can keep you tangled up and tied up in a spiritual chain, then you're not going to be able to help anybody. You're not going to be able to. So the Galatians uh, 5 and uh, 19 reads like this, talking about the works of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Does that sound a whole lot like of what things are going on today in, in our society? So that doesn't sound like too many people is living in the spirit of the Lord, is it? Because with all that kind of one or the other or all, it doesn't matter which one of them, that's, thank you, honey, that's, not, that's not working in the spirit of the Lord. And we can't help people when we're, when we're tangled up in these sorts of things. These are just some things that the devil will try to use to get you tangled up in so that you can't be helping somebody. But now if you're free in your liberty in the Lord and you're staying fast on your revelation that God gives you your liberty, then you're going to be able to have some uh, fruit of the Spirit. That fruit of the Spirit is going to be able to grow. 
And, that, and that's one thing the devil definitely does not want. He doesn't want your, your spirit to grow so that when people look at you, they can see some pleasant things. So in Galatians 5 and on down the, to the fruit of the spirits in, chapter, uh, in verse 22, it, it reads like this on the fruits of the spirit. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. Well, they, they must have been writing out about me. Oh, Paul must have been writing out. That's, that's sounding like something out of my book. <laughs> oh, glory. Lord, I'm going to get in a mess, ain't I? Praise the name of the Lord. But that's the fruits of the Spirit is all those good things. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So you're already Christ. You could, you don't crucify that flesh. So the works of the flesh, although it can be tough, it should be separated from us. We should be having that liberty in the Lord to where these fruits of the Spirit begin to grow. Praise the name of the Lord. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. But Satan, once again, wants you in chains that you cannot help others. If you're in those chains, you're going to have no joy. You're going to have no love. You're not going to feel the peace of God because that's what you're going to focus on. That's what's going to keep you tied up. That's what's going to be in your mind. The only way of trying to rebuke the flesh is by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the only way to fully implement the, the fruit of the Spirit that God gives. That's the only way. That's what we have to go to each and every day. We have to live in the Spirit. We have to wake up and receive the joy of the Lord in our heart. David said, weeping may endure for a night, but the joy comes in the morning. The joy that we receive, that's the key. We have to receive that joy from God each and every day in the morning when you wake up. You receive that joy and you hold on to it. You stand fast on that joy of the Lord it gives you because in the morning, whenever your day starts, where it's third shift, say it doesn't matter. When your day starts... That's when you receive that joy and you say, thank you, God, for waking me up. Thank you, God, for my salvation. Thank you, God, for being here. You start walking in that spirit right then and there because if you don't, you're going to walk out your house and you're going to start being tangled with the devil. It may start in your house. The devil may be working to mess up something in your house. You know, he, he is immediately going to start because you're a child of God. He don't like you. He don't want you free. He don't want you to have your liberty. He don't want you to show your fruit. But I'm telling you, church, Day in, day out, somebody is going to begin to see that fruit of the Spirit in you. They're going to see something different in you at your job or out at Walmart or Publix, no matter where you go. They're going, that someone may see something. They say, how in the world can you have such gentleness? How in the world can you have peace in your heart? How in the world can you be so calm in some situations? That's a fruit of the spirit. When someone, when someone, when someone sees you do see something happen to you, and you don't immediately blow up, you know that, and that is fruit of the spirit coming forth when you have your nerves and you can calm down. Now I realize, you know, we're all still in the flesh, <laughs> and sometimes you just had enough because I'm not standing before you saying that you know I'm perfect in these things. I joked about that being written about me, but that's not really what was that one up there that says. Um, Outburst of wrath, that one probably suits me pretty good. I'm going to tell you what, it's tough 
it's tough driving down the road. You ask Michelle, when I talk to her, man, I mean, you know, everybody's the best driver in the world when you're in your own vehicle. But when everybody's coming around you, they're all idiots, you know. <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm telling you, they just, you know. So I have outbursts right now. That's not good. Now, fortunately, the only thing watching me is God and that camera looking at me. You know, and if that camera goes out, for y'all don't know, the truck I drive has a camera in it watching me and the road out company. You got one too, brother? So, so uh, you know, if something happens, you know, they'll see what, how I reacted and what, what actually happened took place, you know. So, but anyways, yeah, sometimes outbursts are happening. I'll have to look up. Did I hit a bump or something? I got to go off. But cause they happen, just so there have been some guys, they say, hey, you know, you need to calm down, you know, take Take a chill pill or something there. Wait, camera went off. We seen they didn't. Some guys didn't even realize the camera went off, and they got caught just you know coming unglued, you know up there. But yeah, but that's what happens. You know, you the devil wants to get you tangled up like that so that you get mad and frustrated. And how long do you keep that with you? You know, how long do I keep that with me when I get upset? Am I gonna hold that till I go to a stop somewhere and somebody might I might see somebody I might say hey. They look like they might need some prayer. They might not like they need to be told God loves them. But if I got tangled up. And some mess of the devil, you know, I might that might be blindsided to that. I want my fruit of the spirit of the Lord in Him to to shine forth. You know, I want someone to look at me and see something different in me, and not say, "Well, I don't know where he goes to church, but it, you know, it ain't helping him none." You know, <laughs> we don't want that. We want we want to we want people to know, hey, where they go, there's something there. There is something there. So many lives depend on us, and. Uh, so many lives depend on us, and that's how we can be the, the salt and light, as we say here so many times, to the world. But if we're bound up in chains, we can't be. So we're going to stand fast in our liberty in the Lord. And that by doing that, standing fast in our liberty, not getting tangled up, walking in the Spirit, this will allow us to help a lost world of friends, loved ones, anyone we come in contact with. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So in, in closing, I'm going to read chapter 5 and verse 1 again because I really want, this is the main focus point I really want to drive home. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage because that's exactly what the devil wants, us, wants to do to the children of God. He wants you tied up and tangled up and bound up by some spiritual change where you can't where you'll start to change your thinking yourself on God and then you can't help nobody else. But we are on the winning side. We do serve a God that has given us liberty and we need to stretch that liberty out and let it be shine forth and let our fruit of, the, of our spirit shine forth so that we can help other people. Praise the name of the Lord. They're going to uh, play a song this morning and if there's anyone for any need this morning, if you want prayer in your body or anything, we welcome you to come forth. We'll call the elders up and pray with you for anything. Or if you just want to come talk to the Lord and tell him that you stand fast on his revelation, praise the name of the Lord.